This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Good morning, everyone. How are we doing today? It is Wednesday and we have the legend, Matt, the mortgage guy. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Mike. <laughs> hey, Matt, you know what? Something I want to do with you, uh, because again, a lot of people that watch this channel are investors. And frankly, we've had a rough year trying to get deals accepted. So uh, I want to step back, ask someone who's in the, in the business, looking at deals each and every day, you know, looking at lots of files. I want to talk about, you know, whether it's an investor or a homeowner, uh, what does it take? What are the best ways to get deals or offers accepted? Because I have some ideas. I just listed at a property, had, uh, I don't know, 30 showings and eight or nine offers. So let, let's bat this around and talk about what, what does it take to get an offer accepted today? Sure. Yeah. And I think I have some insight into this because I'm just dealing with tons of buyers. I'm oh, yeah. dealing with tons of real estate agents. And, you know, it's it's the same stuff as an investor or as a buyer who's buying a primary residence. You guys are buying the same houses for all yeah. intents and purposes. So, so some of the stuff that goes into writing an offer, getting an offer accepted will be the same. And I've thought about this a lot because not only do consumers ask me, what can I do? I probably have a hundred comments in the last week on YouTube where, you know, whatever market it is across the US, I've put in eight offers, I've put in 10, what can I do? What's your advice? And so for those people, for the clients of mine that I'm working with, for the agents that call me and say, Matt, like, how are your, how are your clients offers getting accepted? Because they're getting frustrated. Agents are writing dozens of offers. Um, basically, I boiled it down to four different things. Okay. And from, from my seat, where I'm sitting, what I've seen, mm-hmm. and for, for me, it's simple. I don't have to be a genius to say, okay, I've seen this work and I've seen this not work. So okay. this is probably what should be done. Um, first and foremost, a great realtor and a great lender. And I don't say that to, you know, toot my horn or to, or to bring business my way, but it really, really matters in a market like this. So no matter where you're at, you need a realtor. And I, I used to bash new realtors and I'm going to stop that because I've had experiences lately with great realtors that haven't been in the business that long Mm. and great realtors that understand the climate we're in and they really know, um, you know, they've got a finger on the pulse. They might be better than someone's been in it for 20 years because I'm sorry to the agent who's been doing it for 20 years, but what you did in 2001 has nothing to do with 2021 and it won't help you at all. Agreed. You've learned stuff over the last 20 years, but but what really matters more than anything in the last 18 months, how engaged have you been with the market, with your clients, with fellow realtors to really know what's going on. So find that realtor that's, that really has a finger on the pulse and communicates really well. And I can't overstate that enough. Communication, a realtor that is willing to, hey, Mike, I saw you, you know, you're listing on 123 Main Street. I've got a client who's probably going to write tonight. What can you tell me about the seller? You know, do they want to close quick? Do they need, do they need rent back? Um, are they looking at just price? Is there anything else that we can put in the offer that, I mean, they can't, they can't tell you as a listing agent, some things, right. They can't say our highest offer right now is 388 beat it and you're in. They can't say that, right. but 
a good com a, a realtor that can communicate really well can get some sort of a range. We've got a right above 400. They really want to close quick. They're going to need a free rent back. And here's here's something that that most people don't know and I've tried to let people know because I've talked to tons of agents about it. I I've I've talked to 100 agents on the list side and they tell me this, Mike that simple five minute conversation that we kind of talked about where you're just getting information from the list side is not happening on 70% of offers. Yeah. So seven out of 10 offers come in and it's a 30 day close. It's at list price. There's no rent back. And it's obvious that they didn't talk to the agent. And even if they didn't talk to the agent, some agents will put notes in the MLS. This is what we are looking for. Write your offer like this. Seven out of 10 don't even stand a chance. So you're really, there's 15 offers. You're competing against the the three of them because three of them are, are written. So that's the good news. Yeah. If you're a buyer who's like, oh my gosh, this property got 20 offers. Well, 15 of them were toilet paper. So you're only competing against five of those 20. So yeah. write a good offer um, based on all that stuff. And, a, and, and the realtor is super important. And I said realtor lender because the lender, I can also call and I can give warm and fuzzies to a listing agent and say, listen, I'm local. I'm in California. This is not, you know, a mortgage broker who's out in Ohio or whatever. I've got a full file. Every single file I get, I run credit. I run desktop underwriter. We've got a verification employment. I know exactly what we're using on income. Just the language I'm using. They go, okay, this guy knows what he's talking about. Mm. They, they are going to be able to get the, the thing, to the finish line. And I tell them too, like we don't submit loans that we don't close unless this person quits their job or blows the, the money in their bank in Vegas next weekend, yeah. we're going to close the loan. And so there's some peace of mind with that. I can even add to it and say, you know what? I know they waive their appraisal contingency. A lot of other buyers might do that, but I can tell you this specific buyer, we've gone through the scenarios. They know what happens if it comes in $40,000 light. They're not going to find a way to wiggle out. They understand. Yeah. If, they're, if they offer 760, it comes in at 720. We've had that conversation. So there's not going to be any cold feet. They are wanting to buy. So um, I don't want to make this too long-winded. That's realtor, lender, very important. And number one, um, the second thing is addressing the appraisal because in this market, most any agent is going to tell you if you offer this much, it might appraise at this much. And I've heard people tell me um, that they're writing offers that don't, don't address the appraisal at all. At the very least, in most markets, you have to say, I'm willing to pay up to 10,000 above the appraised value, up to 20,000. Mm -hmm. And depending on how competitive your market is, you might have to waive it altogether. And we've seen that in plenty of markets where it's yeah. like, if you don't waive the appraisal, you're just not even in the game. And, but still, I'll see it. I'll see somebody writing an offer and um, their agent can give them a pretty good idea. It should appraise between 360 and 380. If we offer 390, 360 is the worst case scenario. Right. Um, and if you're willing to pay that 30K gap and it's almost guaranteed to, to go like 360 or higher on the appraisal, it would be crazy if it came in lower. Just waive the appraisal contingency. And all this stuff, I'm not telling you this to tell you like, go write the craziest offer uh -huh. you've ever seen, but that's just what it takes to get an offer accepted in this market for certain properties. Every property is different. That's why it's important to have the realtor that understands and can and talk through it. So, so the realtor lenders, number one, addressing the appraisals, number two, contingency periods is number three. And that kind of ties into number one, your, your realtor is going to find out what's important. And for a lot of sellers, they want certainty. 
Uncertainty means the appraisal contingency is waived. So that's not even in the game. The loan contingency, you might make it 14 days. You might make it 12. You talk to your lender. The shorter you make it, the sooner the seller says, okay, they've released this stuff. Now they've got an earnest money deposit that's mine if they don't perform. Yep. They've got skin in the game. And so, um, you know, people just writing a contract without addressing any of this stuff and it's a 17-day loan contingency and a 21-day appraisal or whatever the heck it is, you know, that stuff matters. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and it, we're, we're in a sensitive market where every little thing's going to matter when you're competing against 20 offers. And finally, the last one is seller's net because people sometimes think that just price is the only variable. With so many offers, you're seeing all kinds of stuff where if a buyer pays all of a seller's fees and they're paying transfer tax and they're paying the escrow fees, that might be a five, six, $7,000 difference or more. So your 395 might actually net the seller more than somebody's 400 who's trying to split escrow fees and trying to get the seller to pay the transfer tax. So know that stuff. And really kind of all of this ties into that really good realtor who understands. And, and I take back all the, all the bad mouth that I did about new realtors. I'm working with a realtor right now, Mike, who's first year in the business, better than 90% of the agents I work with. Wow. And so I am open-minded guy who says, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to change my mind and change my stance. I just realized the, the best realtors are the ones that are plugged in today. Yeah. Not the ones that can lay, you know, say I've got 17 years experience or 22 years experience because me and other lenders have always heard it. Well, I've been in this business for 35 years and I've never seen that. Well, you haven't been doing that much business then, darling, because yeah. it's been happening a lot. Yeah. And, and so um, that's kind of my spiel. And, and I think that it's important because uh, it, it can be really uh, frustrating and, and it's all for naught. Yeah. If you're out in this market and you're writing offers and you think you're in the game and you're really not, Yeah. you go out there and write something at, the list price of 379 when a simple conversation from a from a half decent realtor would figure like if it doesn't have a four in front of it you don't even write yeah yeah i guess what i would tell you uh, in this market and get a deal from an investor standpoint there's there's a couple of things and i say this as a seller of a property today first and foremost um, a lot of people assume price is the number one motivator right and in today's market for example i think i listed my property at 280 we had offers from actually we had a cash offer at 275 uh, up to uh, 310 where our, was our range of offers. Uh, so clearly many of them were overpriced and likely overappraised, right? Likely would be over the appraised value, right? Because we had a range where we thought it would come in. And again, price wasn't, we didn't take the 310. It did, I mean, a 310 and a 305, if there's not other, other things, it doesn't matter because if it comes in at 290 and you're not you're not willing to pay the extra, it doesn't. You could have wrote it for 400, right? It wouldn't have mattered, right? Um, so for us, it was it was about the net, right? Understanding the net. And then the other thing I see is, yeah, in this in market with very low inventory, uh, do, talking or at least asking about a lease back or a holdback or a three month contingency to find their next property, you got to be sensitive. A lot of people aren't listing today because they, they're not confident they can buy theirs, right? They got one to sell and they want to upgrade. There, there's a lot of consternation about, God, I don't know if I can find something. So, uh, you know, just have those conversations. And then lastly, as an investor, a couple of things I would tell you. First and foremost, as you've heard from the Lumberjack, I think we talk on Tuesdays, uh, Lumberjack Landlord, sometimes speed wins, right? If you get a notification on your phone, uh, like he talked about a, a, a list or a deal he just got the other day, 
was on was on out for like five minutes. He wrote an offer in 15 minutes and he put a clock on acceptance. He wrote a clean offer at list. He knew if it went to the weekend, uh, it would actually go for above. So he was just testing. It doesn't always work. A lot of agents would go, hey, we're not accepting offers until Monday or we're not reviewing offers till Monday. But you never know. Don't assume. Sometimes people are in a situation where they just want to get out of this thing. They're like, we'll take the first offer that comes in. Right. Right. Yeah. And they've, and they've got this sure thing. Yeah. You write a really clean, good offer as an investor. And you're saying, I'm waving this and I'm putting 25% down and, and for sure I'm going to close. Yep. You know, why wait 72 hours to maybe get 10,000 more, but they've got, you know, other financing and, and, and if it comes in short, it's going to be an issue, all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's what I see more than anything is certainty. Sellers want certainty. Sellers get that want to them right away. And then it's, that's what I was looking there you go. I think that's that's the thing is ask yourself what you can do to stand out with certainty. And again, to your earlier point, agents need to talk to the listing agent because you just never know. Yeah, they can't say lots of things, but they can tell you, hey, yeah, they're looking to sell uh, or they're looking to sell this house because they want to go to a different part of town. Are they finding anything? Do they need time? You just be considerate. You just never know. It's not it's not always price. Sometimes it is clearly sometimes, but not always. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a recipe and it's got more than, more than one ingredient price. There, price is definitely an important ingredient. You yeah. don't want to leave that out, <laughs> but yeah. zero is uh, not a good answer. Other, <laughs> it's got some other ingredients as well. There you go, buddy. Thanks for your time. Hey, how can people get a hold of you if they want to reach out, purchase or refi in California? Matt at mattthemortgageguy.com. I had, you know, we did last week's video and I think we kind of told people I'm happy to review refinance scenarios. So I got, I got a ton of those and, and some awesome. cool ones that, that I put together um, as promised. I just sent a nice video. I, I walked through an Excel spreadsheet where I said, this is what it looks like if, if, if you'd like to get rolling. Um, and, and trust me, I'm not hounding those people. I sent that off and, and yeah. my, my, my team will send friendly reminders. Can we answer any questions? Can go. we help in any way? If you don't want to proceed, all good. If you, if you hate money and you just want to light it on fire and pay more interest every month, that's your prerogative. <laughs> if you want to save money, give me a call. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Yep.